Hi, I'm Lisa Collins, and welcome to today's edition of Real Christianity with your Bible teacher, attorney, Mosley Collins. Mosley is joined today by a special guest, Dr. Donald Partridge, an expert in helping divorced parents and stepfamilies. There is hardly one family within the hearing of my voice that has not been injured by divorce one way or another. And sometimes it seems the hurting just won't stop. Mosley and Dawn have a message of hope and healing. It's a new way to live in a world scarred by divorce. And now here is your teacher and my husband, Mosley Collins, with his guest, Dr. Donald Partridge. Thank you, Lisa, and welcome my listeners to today's edition of Real. Christianity. And I am joined by Dr. Donald Partridge. Hello, Don. Hi, Mosley. And we are in our series to try and help people who have uh, found themselves in a divorce situation or a blended family situation or a single parent situation and how to raise those children so they can be as healthy as possible, as whole as possible, as happy as possible. And, uh, you know, off the air, Don was telling me, um, Don, remember that uh, pastor who wanted to check there were 200 families in his congregation oh yes and he uh, he sent out uh, asked people to fill out a card to indicate whether there was a it was a first 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 marriage or something else and uh, how many first marriages out of 200 came back well the uh, uh, the, the surprise to him was in his church in Colorado that there were four intact families, meaning four first marriages, and 196 blending families. Or divorced people. Or divorced people, single parent, or in in second marriages, yeah. So it's huge. It's huge. It's huge. And um, what, what is happening is this culture is beginning to overtake the first marriage culture. And the reality is, reality is, we have to deal with it. Yeah. We have to, we have to figure this out. I mean, can't we just close our eyes and pretend it's not so? It's not the way it is. It's <laughs> not a first marriage situation, just a little bit more complicated. Well, it's no longer first marriage, but it's still somewhat similar. There are no similarities to a first marriage. The, these require new, new principles and new attitudes for us to maneuver through successfully this divorce culture. Because if you don't have the, the tools, the, the children will be devastated, and you're probably going to have a divorce in, the, in, the next, in this marriage that just occurred. Yeah, in fact, tools is going to be a key word in the program today. Okay. Um, the idea is, is we have already established the fact, and we have done some, similar, uh, several programs on the fact that both parents are anchors to their children. Right. Mom is an anchor. Dad is an anchor. We want to talk and introduce the third anchor today, and that is the anchor of response. And the uh, the idea is, <clears throat> and we've used the illustration of where do we moor or where do we anchor the child in in the situ- in, in in the sense of a, a boat. Where is a boat anchored? And we're looking at the the two anchors of every boat. Mom and dad are critical to the life of the child. But now we have to ask the the question, where are we going to anchor that boat with these two anchors? Well, let me just say this, Don. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, first of all, we're, we're pointing out that children need to be anchored. Yes. Because, you know, sometimes the, the divorce is so bitter and chaotic and hateful and spiteful that 
people, the parents are just trying to somehow survive, and the kids are just forgotten. Really. Yeah, sometimes parents are off living their own lives because they're trying to heal and get their own lives together. The children and aren't the, anchored. And the children are not anchored both in parents as they were. And so the children tend to start spinning off. And, you know, just we want to get to the to the third anchor today, but just to recap slightly on the first two anchors, mom yes. and dad, the bio mom, the bio dad. It When the mom says, uh, your dad is, is, doesn't care about you anymore, he's got a new girlfriend, that mom is destroying one of the anchors. Well, also, like a, too. Like a hatchet on the... On the, on the rope that's tying that child to the father. Yeah, and the scripture that we want to bring to the table here is what God hath joined together, let not man put asunder. Even though parents are separated and there's animosity between the two parents, we don't bring that animosity down into the children. Right. If we do, we start, fl- we start destroying the children's anchors. We start removing the, the right. powerful anchors right. to both mom, mom because and dad. Because the mom is saying, that other anchor, your dad, no good. And the dad's saying, your mom is no good. That You can't trust that anchor. And poor kid. The, the kid is left adrift now. Yeah. To And normally what is happening, and this is happening mostly throughout our generation, yeah. is children are anchorless. And now they're they're plotting their own lives, not something that we want children to do. This is like this is not the exception. This is the rule. This is the rule. Uh, what the exception is, is a single parent or blending family that works. And rarely do you see them work well. Right. But we can make them work well if they'll listen. It, it, yes. And this is the point. And if anybody, of course, our point here for this series is building healthy kids. But we just came off of another series, a 26 program series that we have developed you and me called parent wars mosley and we encourage all the listeners to pick that up too as well right okay so let's talk about the third anchor which is response all right here it is uh what child and and you mentioned already uh, uh let's let's say for the uh, for the listening audience the example a dad leaves the mom okay and he is going to treacherously divorce the mom because he's found another woman let's just use that as an as an example yeah the mom may speak against the dad to the child and cause some separation in the child between the child and the dad but also the dad's behavior causes separation mostly just the fact if even if the mom doesn't say anything just the fact that the dad took off causes difficulty yeah and so what child isn't naturally, Mosley, and that's the key word naturally, going to carry some animosity and some disgust or some criticism toward that dad. And what is building in that child is this is this separation because children are reactive. Foolishness, the Bible says, is bound up in the heart of the child and, and a, a corrective response must be placed on that child to drive that foolish response away. It's just bound up. So what's a child going to do? A foolish response. A foolish response toward the dad is, I hate my dad. Now, what mom is going to say, oh, don't don't say that against your father. She's going to probably join in 
and say, well, you know, you're right in opposing your father. I oppose your father. His behavior is not right. And so now the child is starting to develop tools. And this is the key I want to explain here, is the tools learned by that child are the negative reactions. It's the anger, the intolerance, lacking patience. It's the child separating. It's the emotional detachment, the emotional withdrawal that a child starts developing toward the very individual that is, that is called by God to give that child life. Yep. And the child starts separating <clears throat> from it. In other words, the point is the child, either you can say the child is without mooring with that parent, or but if the mother... In this case, if the mother allows that child to go into dissatisfaction and to remain in dissatisfaction toward the other parent, that mom is anchoring her child in high seas, not in a safe, calm harbor. She is anchoring that child because she's allowing that child to have these reactions, responses toward the parent, negative responses. That child is being anchored mostly outside in the high, in the high seas, out in the bay. And no, no, no uh, owner of any boat puts their boats out in the high seas. They always anchor the boats in the harbor. And the harbor, okay, so what you're saying here is the harbor would be for the mom to say, no, don't, your dad loves you, and I won't allow you to say that you hate him. That's correct. The harbor is tolerance. The harbor is acceptance. The harbor is respect. The harbor is obedience. Yeah. It's a great relationship. It's kindness. That's what the harbor is. It, it is and, and we have to train the child in this response, mostly. Yeah, because children will say things that, uh, and they'll go down a path that will destroy themselves. That's the point, is that they aren't trained as an adult. They need an adult to assist them to live above their circumstances. But children, and the very definition of a child, and the very definition of immaturity, is um, reacting to your circumstances uh, in a negative fashion. Yeah. Well, I think it would be worthwhile to revisit Deuteronomy 5, verse 16, where God said, as a Ten Commandment, number five, honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God has commanded you, that your days may be long and it may be well with you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. So God wants the children to honor their father and he wants them to honor their mother. And that doesn't mean only the good. Yeah, the key is both. Yes. Both mother and father. And notice how the Bible is silent on the behavior of mother-father. It, it is in one sense mostly, and this is true, it doesn't care. Whatever those parents are, the child must, must learn different responses than hatred. Or else it'll destroy the child. Because what the child will do to the parent, the child does to himself. Yeah. And so we cannot leave the child moored in the high seas. It'll wreck that ship. It'll wreck the child. But this is asking a lot of the of the parent that stayed behind. Because, see, the parent that stayed behind, in this case the mom, although it's sometimes the dad, the mom is already brokenhearted, irritated, angry, um, and condemns 
what the father did when he left. And so it's not too hard for her to say, when the son says, I hate my dad, it's not too hard for her to say, oh, good. That's correct. This is why this is so counterintuitive. It is not a natural response. Now, let me say this. This, 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 what is the result of a child moored out in the high seas? What is the result of that? And let me, let me say to every parent out there listening who is in this situation to where the child is favoring one parent Oh my gosh! And and dis disfavoring another. Now let me just let me just take that situation. And maybe you're listening, audience. Mostly, some people in there do have the favor of their child, and they know that their child is disfavoring the other parent. Okay, that there's somebody out there in that situation. Well, before right. you go, that was. I mean, I, I I'm a divorced dad, remarried to Lisa, who you hear on the radio. Yes. Oh, I can tell you, there have been many times and when I wondered, well, I hope they like me as much as their mom. Oh, I hope they like me, too. And you sometimes begin to feel, I, I, I'm afraid my children like my ex more than me. And you get into this thing, which is not helpful for the children. Uh, and so no, I know even exactly build, what you're talking it about. It builds the tools of negativity yes. of the kid toward their actual father. Yes, because then you can say, you can subtly point out things that you think maybe you're doing better than the ex. Yes. And the ex is failing at. Let me... But you don't want to be there. Not for their sake. Not for the health of your children. No, no, no. And I will, I will guarantee the parent who has favor with the child. Listen, now hear me out, Mosley. Here's a mom with favor of her child and the child is disfavoring the other parent. I will guarantee you, if that continues, and I'm going to speak to the every parent who has the favor of their child right now, your child will, in the future, disfavor you. Now I want you to I want I want to say it again. Every parent who has a child favoring them, let's say the mom is the innocent person in the divorce and the children are all friends with mom and they don't they disrespect the dad. One day your children are going to disfavor you, mom. You're the one with the favor right now, and I'm saying to you it's going to go against you. And the question is, is why? And let me tell you why. Because those children have learned a particular response to a parent who has disrupted them. In this case, the dad has disrupted them, and they have learned the tools in their toolbox. They have learned intolerance, and they've learned anger, and they've learned with emotional withdrawal, and all these other negative reactions. And disrespect. And disrespect. Now listen, Mosley. One day, that parent in favor with the children is going to say or do something that is going to cause the children to react against them. Yeah, of course. It's going to happen. Of course. Like maybe you say, well, I don't think you should marry Joe. Yeah, or, or don't, don't go to that go prom. To school, or, or, yes. yeah. yeah, you have created children who are quick to disrespect 
the parent. That's exactly. And so what are, what are the tools the child's going to use against you one day? What they learned. That's exactly right. And so that, my listeners, why it's so important that you teach, if you're the person in favor, that you teach your children, don't disrespect your father. In I, doing I won't so, allow it. In doing so, you preserve your future with your children. That's right. So it's so important that you hear us on this subject. And it's so obvious once you lay it out, Don. It's so obvious you need to teach a response of when you have uh, a parent um, that opposes a child, the child needs to learn how to honor that parent. So it's very important. I hope you're enjoying today's edition of Real Christianity with attorney Mosley Collins and Dr. Donald Partridge. You can get a copy of today's message or purchase the entire series by going online to donaldpartridge.com. That's donaldpartridge.com. Now, let's get back to our message. Thanks, Lisa. So here we have these two ways of raising children. One is to allow the child to disrespect the other parent, knowing, and you should know, that someday when you have to discipline them and you have to as a parent when you have to oppose them they're going to turn those guns on you that's correct and in doing so fully destroy the kid because the kid's already damaged not being close to dad Mm -hmm. and now because this child is dad now the child's going to start disrespecting mom because that's the tools in his toolbox or her toolbox she's going to eventually eventually disrespect mom now let me tell you a quick story a couple of quick stories in my conferences i share this and and i have a line of people come up to me and and they come to me in tears and they say and here's well the mom will say you know i'll tell you something don for years i had the favor of my children but today i have a troubled relationship with my children yeah i mean this is a mantra in the divorce culture, the parent thinks that, oh, I have my child favoring me. This is good. And dis- But what, what they're also including is it's good the child's disfavoring the other parent. But I'm saying to you, if the child learns to do that, it'll eventually come against you. Um, this is why what, what I did years ago in understanding this I made sure to see to it that my ch- children, even my stepchildren, cared for their other parent. We, Jennifer and I, my wife today, uh, my second wife, we worked hard on our children caring and loving those other parents, even though initially we hated them. Yeah. We hated well, them. Let's back up before you started, before you realized how to do that. Yeah. There were days, years when your boy favored you. And you were happy with that. And my daughter. And your daughter favored you, and you were just happy as... You were totally okay with that. Oh, I'll tell you, I, I, I lived on that. I lived and breathed on it. it, was, it they was, know that I was right. It was oxygen to me, Mosley. This was wonderful. And my children knew the truth. My children were standing for God. My children were righteous. My children were right. But not knowing that I am going, I am subverting Mosley yeah. my very future with my children. Yeah. It, and today I know it is foolish yeah. for for a parent to train or allow their children to disfavor the other parent because one day it's going to come against you. And let's just go even one step further. The way children react to parents, particularly to fathers, is not 
uh, is, can be how they end up reacting to God himself. Boy, is that is uh, the very principle of preparing a heart for Jesus Christ is submission to mom and dad. Yeah. Absolutely. Because when, but you know. The Bible's very clear on that. To, we, we, you know, we are what, you know, you know, my father was not really all he should have been with me. Um, but, and I have a great relationship with God, but, you know, we struggle, we struggle if we have a, a child that disrespects his father, not too far from disrespecting God. Yes. When that happens. Because, yes. you know, God says, don't do this. And if you react in anger, that's not good. You need to re- you need to be obedient to God, just like you need to be obedient and respect to your father. The wording is, what are the what's what is in the toolbox of yeah. the child, and yeah. what responses has the child learned? Yeah. And so, calamity happens to the child, and so what does the child do to God? Uses the tools of response the learned tools that, right. the, that the mom has taught the child, in this case of our illustration, and it's used against God. Yeah. So how important this is for on so many levels that you, uh, if you're the parent in favor, that you insist that the children honor the other, the ex. How important is that? For so many levels, for so many reasons. Uh, one, just for their own health. Number two, so that they that doesn't get those guns don't get turned on you someday and number three so they could walk humbly with god their father and know salvation and make heaven their home boy this is the child's third anchor point mosley is the toolbox of response what's in that toolbox right and so we pray that you can hear us when we say the child needs to honor both parents Hi, this is Dr. Donald Partridge. In addition to teaching real Christianity, my friend Mosley Collins is a personal injury attorney. He has a calling from God to help those who have been badly injured, and he has successfully done so for 30 years. If you or a loved one have been badly injured, you'll want to call Mosley Collins for help. He has won hundreds of injury cases, and he can win yours. There's never a fee until he wins your case. So call Mosley and his staff at 916 444-4444. Just remember all fours for legal help. Thanks, Don. Now it's my turn. Dr. Partridge is an authority on the needs of single parents, step families, and a new way to live in a world broken and scarred by divorce. But don't let what you have heard here today get away from you. I want you to have this series. So go to donaldpartridge.com. That's donaldpartridge.com to order this life-changing series of CDs today. If you have enjoyed this program, or if you would like Mosley and Dawn to speak to your group, call us at 916-444-4444. Now, here's a final word from Mosley. My dear listener, let me ask you a question. Have you prayed to receive Jesus Christ as your personal savior? I'm not asking you if you go to church or even if you call yourself a Christian, but have you prayed to receive Christ as your Savior? If you haven't, pray with me right now. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart and be my Savior. 
amen. If you sincerely prayed that simple prayer, just like I did 38 years ago, you are born again, and you have the gift of eternal life. Get in a good Bible-based church and listen here for the next edition of Real Christianity. From all of us here at Real Christianity, thank you for listening, and we pray that God will keep you and bless you. If you're pregnant and considering abortion, I have important news. I'm attorney Mosley Collins. Perhaps you know my phone number, 444-4444. In the past, I've spoken about personal injury accidents, but today I want to help you if you are pregnant and considering abortion. I know that's a scary spot to be in. So we've created a new organization called SaveYourBaby.org. If you call us, we have resources, medical care, housing, and more to help you save your baby. And it's all free. Many people now believe abortion is a bad choice. Even the woman who brought the original lawsuit legalizing abortion now believes she made a terrible mistake. I don't want you to make a terrible mistake. So I hope you call me at 444-4444. We will help you without charge. But in the end, it's up to you because only you can save your baby. 